Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Machine Learning. On our panel, we have Gant Laborde. Hello. I'm Charles Maxwood from devchat.tv. And this week, we're talking to Malisha McGregor. Malisha, do you want to introduce yourself and let us know why you're awesome and important? <laughs> sure. So my name's Malisha, and a senior software engineer, but also do like machine learning, I'm working on some kind of neurotech project and I do VR stuff. It's, I do everything because tech is life. Nice. nice. Are you a software engineer trying to learn machine learning? Then you should check out the course from Educative.io called Machine Learning for Software Engineers. It has 87 lessons, eight quizzes, 115 challenges, 163 playgrounds, and two code snippets. In other words, it's not just a set of videos that tell you how to do the thing. It actually walks you through all of the processes for machine learning. It gives you quizzes, it makes you do challenges, it's very hands-on, it's done with experts from companies like Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and Apple, and it is a terrific course that I've been learning to do machine learning. So go check it out at devchat.tv slash learnml. That's devchat.tv slash learnml, and that'll take you to the right place so you can sign up for the course. Yeah, it feels that way more and more, right? Tech is life, right? <laughs> Pretty much. It's like if you yeah. just buy in now, it doesn't feel like a thing later. Yep. I mean, I, I have to go work in my yard this weekend, but and it's nice to get a break, but I swear everything else in my life is technology. So yeah. you you put together this thing about brain JS and UI UX. It, it, it's up on Medium. Do you want to kind of give us the 10,000 foot view on this article and then we can kind of dive into the specifics? Sure. So basically, I was playing around with Brain.js one day because I don't really like TensorFlow.js. It's a lot more <laughs> difficult to use, but shots fired. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm sure they can handle it. But Brain.js basically gave me a really easy way to play with different machine learning models. So I was like, hey, I wonder if you can use machine learning to actually make meaningful updates to a front end. And that just turned into like this little project I made where you can update the location of elements on a page based on how a user browses the page. So I've been able to go to conferences and talk about it. And people have reached out to me to get more detail on it because apparently it's really good for ad tech. Who knew? But that's kind yeah, of like you're going to be rich. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, the uh, one of the major authors of Brain JS, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. Syntax-wise, Brain just makes sense. You know, it's I I, I see TensorFlow improving with some influence here and there but the actual one of the main contributors robert Plummer, he was he was one of our guests on this mm -hmm. podcast yep awesome. uh, it was really fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and did you did you use tutorials to get started what, what got you started in brain 
actually, I started with TensorFlow, but wow, that explains. After, <laughs> after I tried to figure out what a tensor was, and it took me down more rabbit holes than I wanted to go down, I started looking at alternatives, and that's how I found BrainJS. Nice, that's awesome, yeah. So, what what was the use case you actually put it to? Because you said you updated the UI with a machine learning algorithm. What were you exactly trying to do? So basically what I was trying to do is train a neural network model to take some inputs from the user. So like the scroll speed, mouse location, little features like that. And then based on those parameters, I wanted to make like a predicted best slot on the page type thing. And that moves, I guess, important important elements on the page into the view where the user is most likely to look based on how they've been browsing the site. That's so awesome. You know, I, I've heard stories that Amazon is constantly running these A-B tests on you, like moving things around by pixels. And I have no idea if it's actually true or not, but that they're forever checking as an experiment of conversion and the UX is slightly changing. I don't notice anything. But then again, I'm I'm so programmed to go through Amazon in the world today, especially. <laughs> just about every time I need something, I'm like, yep. oh, I need to go to the store. All right, I'm going to go buy it right now on Amazon. <laughs> so, so cool. So one of the things that I'd love to do is let's let's get into some of the nitty gritty of, of like explaining this. Now, We'll, we'll ask a lot of questions along the way because the, the viewers are varying. I mean, the, the listeners are, are going to have varying skill sets of experience. So let's start with you wanted to create a neural network set up there. Do you want to go ahead and give a quick your I love this question, by the way. Do you want to give your explanation <laughs> of what that means to let's say somebody's listening to this for the first time. They love what you said, but they don't understand. Mm -hmm. So just pretty much explain what a neural network is. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably we'll a good, way, dig yeah, into, good yeah. place to start. Perfect. Okay. But basically, a neural network is a deep learning machine learning algorithm. And it's supposed to work kind of like our brain. So you give it a bunch of inputs, and you assign different weight values to those inputs. And then it kind of thinks and makes its own mental maps like in these hidden states that make connections between just the most random combinations of inputs that you probably wouldn't think of and that's why they're so good because they come up with these relationships internally to make more accurate predictions based on what we give it so it's kind of a way well, it is a way to teach a computer how to think. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. And when you were when you were building this, I guess like when you you're you're looking at this problem, you want to solve it, right? What were your first steps? Gathering the data, figuring out what kind of like structure would work best. Uh, can you walk us through your process a little bit cuz cuz brain by the way is is so friendly but I, I've used it just a little bit. So I love hearing about it. But kind of how I started was I was bored one day and I was like, hey, I do front end stuff. I love stuff. it. 
<laughs> I love it already. I love it. <laughs> I do some front end stuff, but my background is actually in mechanical and aerospace engineering. So nice. I got some machine learning exposure with like hardware stuff. No, it's like there has to be a way to combine visual UI UX design with machine learning. So I just started thinking about little random things that I could change on a page that hopefully a user might not notice too much. And that turned into first me trying to change like colors on the screen, which didn't work because everybody notices that. But then it turned into, okay, sometimes when I'm going down a page, there's just some parts of the page I'm not going to look at. I'm going to scroll through a lot faster so I can just get to the point of it. And I was like, there's probably a bunch of other people that browse sites just like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe if I can figure out a way to map that scroll speed and that mouse location to preferred page areas, then I could make something cool happen. And that's kind of where the project idea came from. Just Uh, some random stumbling. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a useful application. You know, I I see people constantly updating. (laughs) Like, there's so many boring applications of AI. (laughs) 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 If I have to see, and I, I probably said this before, but if I have to see guessing you know housing prices one more time i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself this is a great this is like using neural networks as a creative means to help do something that's with with a high attention level that you just wouldn't get you know from a person sitting there staring at a screen trying to figure that stuff out so cool do you have oh sorry i'm 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 monopolizing the questions chuck no it's all good (laughs) <laughs> so do you uh do you see other really cre- I imagine you're coming up with more creative applications to applying neural networks and and doing cool stuff like this do you have any other stuff that you've thought of or a way that you looked at this that that helped you come up with that novel process oh yeah like there's one project that I'm working on that I'll be giving a couple of talks about this year where I made a VR app with JavaScript and the game basically is it's super, super simple. You just run around the world and you find little objects. But mm-hmm. I threw in machine learning to make it a little bit more difficult or easier depending on the player. So basically, if you suck at finding things and you're just walking <laughs> around the world, the machine learning algorithm will move the objects a little bit closer to you and more along the Ah. path that you walk in so you don't give up. But if you're just going through and finding everything, it starts to move things away from you. Wow. I like that. That is awesome. It's interesting because, you know, this brought to mind my four-year-old has started playing Minecraft with her Mm -hmm. uh, brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters, right? And... You know, so they go and they build all these elaborate things and she just puts a block and then another block right (laughs) next to it and just gets them in a line. Right. And, you know, I keep thinking, well, yeah, it'd be nice if there was some way to make that a little easier on her so that she could, you know, 
build more of the structure that she wants to build. And so I, I kind of like this approach just from the sense of, hey, this is a game or an experience for, you know, any skill level, any age. And, you know, after you've played it for a while, it will adjust to you. I, I really like that. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Because, like, all of these ideas, I don't really see the usefulness behind them. I'm just like, well, I wonder if I can do that. <laughs> I love that approach, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly, that's how, that's how passionate projects, you know, create n- amazing new things. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't see people working after hours to to you know get another dollar for their you know their boss right, right. this is where you you're thinking yeah. about it on weekends and you're building cool stuff and you know you're going as you said you're talking about it at conferences as well so that's yeah like that's been great by the way do you have any of your past talks did they record them we could maybe put some of them in the show notes yeah i do awesome i actually have the talks on that UI UX thing. Very perfect. Yeah, that's cool. Did you want me to just drop them in the chat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's the easiest way. So have you run into any limitations with Brain.js as a person who's actually taking it and applying some cool ideas here? And it sounds like you're, you're, you're getting into, you know, applying this with JavaScript quite often, which is awesome. But have you found a spot where you're like, oh, okay, Brain's not advanced enough? Because I, Brain's been around for a while, and I think that they only recently got to version 2.0, but it's got GPU acceleration, I believe. Maybe is there something where you're like, oops, Brain's not able to do what it is I wanted to do? Actually, yeah. There's another project that I've been working on for a while. I'm trying to make an air guitar. So... I found these. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. I found these like EEG sensors and some EMG sensors to get like brain signals and muscle signals. And I was trying to use BrainJS to process that data, but it doesn't mesh very well with like hardware streaming data. That's uh, and, that's funny that brain doesn't work with brains. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, so let me just let's let's see if we can keep everybody on on the same page who's listening. EEGs are electroencephalograms that read your brain waves, and EMGs are that read your muscles. You said, yeah, they're like I forget what the M is, but it's like EEGs. For your arms, or at least that's where I'm using them. <laughs> it, it's like, yeah, perfect. And so your nice. your your goal here, if I'm just I'm envisioning it, you're gonna put like a special hat on and like special gloves, maybe, and then play like the air guitar, and then due to your muscle, the patterns between your brain and your muscle, you want to read those patterns. And then put them into this this sort of like streaming database of information to play an actual audio air guitar. That's that's kind of it in a nutshell. That so, is awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> Basically, what I've done so far is collected a bunch of data to figure out like, okay, are you thinking about the A note or D whatever? 
And I've been trying to train my model, and that's where I couldn't use BrainJS, and I was a little yeah. bit sad. But <laughs> I needed a convolutional neural network just mm-hmm. because the data is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I'm still working on training that model. But after that, basically, it's just going to be like you said, you strap on the equipment and you just think about the sounds you want to play and it will play. Wow. Like based on. That's that's not a that's not just a presentation. That's that's like in the halls demo where people would be like lining up. (laughs) don't forget to charge (laughs) (laughs) have you seen the music man it's the think method the the music man is a there's a 1960s and a 2000s one um the 2000s one is with matthew broderick but yeah so basically it's this the salesman comes to town right and he's trying to sell a boys band but he doesn't actually know music and so the way he covers for not being able to read music is through his think method and the think method is you think about the music that you want to play. And, you know, so he encourages the kids to not actually play the instruments. And so I'm just sitting there going, oh, wow. So we could actually have the think method. Right? <laughs> that's that's impressive. I think the notes and they, they come out, right? Oh, my goodness. That, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I I love this. And, and that's funny. I, I Was that the think method? Was that in the original Music Man, by the way? Yes, yes. This is, I saw it so long ago. I don't remember this. Yeah, the old I'll one with is it it Robert Preston. Yeah, it's 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 a terrific movie. Has yeah. nothing to do with machine learning, but terrific movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it did. It, it, it's it's well before its time. So that's right, <laughs> Malisha. You could actually play a clip of that, you know, right before your talk, and be like, "Okay, let's do that." i'm going to do that yeah that's so hopefully the old one's out of copyright it'd be even easier you can put on twitter then (laughs) so that's that's really cool so you're you're gathering this this sort of like large amount of data and is your plan you said you're going to do a convolutional neural network to to look at and so brain as of right now let's go let's go get robert Let's go get Plumber back in here. Hey, yeah. get get the uh, make convolutions a brain JS thing, Robert. If you're listening, <laughs> so you're 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 trying to get this data, and then are you trying to read it in a stream in real time? And so I guess what you're doing is, would you take that data and turn it into an image, and then use convolutions? Like I'm really excited about how you're how you're taking this and getting real time feedback from it. So. Kind of the approach I'm taking right now is I'll have a pre-trained model based Mm -hmm. on, you know, the data that I've been collecting so far. But then I'll use that model in a program that is connected to the hardware. And Mm -hmm. as we stream in data from the hardware, it'll filter it down to the right format for the convolutional neural network and then it'll figure out based on the pre-trained model whether it's like a note third fret or c note 10th fret whatever that is awesome yeah do you have any preference to have so just for for some of the people listening we have our, our you know our normal neural networks with with 
have perceptrons all kind of set up. And then what you're talking about is getting it into a convolutional neural network. Have you thought about even taking a step beyond that, where it has like a some kind of memory in the network where it'll remember what the last notes were? So maybe it can make you actually play well in <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> so if I'm if I'm tone deaf in my head as well, uh, it'll fix that note. <laughs> I haven't thought about that yet. That's a really good idea. Yeah, it's, it, I guess what would be great about it is it make everybody sound really good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's cheating. I don't know. But yeah. Mental auto-tune. Mental auto-tune. That sounds like oh. like it would... Sh- that sounds that almost sounds dangerously cool. 1984. <laughs> 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 I, I love this air guitar. Now, you, you've admitted to us now that you have an EEG and EM, like you have this equipment. What do, did you buy the equipment after, <laughs> or is this just stuff sitting around your house? Because I'm getting a totally awesome mad scientist vibe from you and I'm loving it. So I had a different thing I was trying to do with it last year. I kind oh, of got gotcha. brain JS to work with it, to move like a page up and down on the screen. So if you want it to scroll up or down oh, nice. in the browser, you could just do it with your mind. <laughs> wow. That actually, again, has so many practical selling applications. Leveling up is important. I spend at least an hour every day learning ways I can improve my business or take a break and listen to a good book. If you're looking to level up, I recommend you start out with the 12-week year as a system to plan out where you want to end up and how to get the results you want. You can get it free by going to audibletrial.com slash code. That's audibletrial.com slash code. You know, if you if you have a person who's recently disabled, I know that there's an amazing set of, of things. For instance, my iPhone, if I were to become visually impaired tomorrow, I know that it could, I could still use my phone. I just don't know how, you know? Mm. And so mm-hmm. what's great about this is that, you know, if I were, you know, if, if I could just wear a particular hat and still be able to scroll through web pages, that would be something immediately. It's so cool. Like your, your passion projects immediately have also, if you dared it, a lot of financial upshots. <laughs> <laughs> just remember us when you, you know, come back here. I think we, we both earned, you know, at least 1% of this huge, huge number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the weird thing with these projects. It's like, I don't actually see the business applications behind them all the time, which is yeah. probably good it keeps them pure but it's terrible because i'm like oh i I could be rich right now that's that's fine (laughs) i'll just go to work instead (laughs) (laughs) well yeah yeah at the same it's the same time like you know i think you're right it keeps it pure and if I, i imagine you're the kind of person that if tomorrow you didn't have to work another day in your life you would still build this stuff you know oh yeah yeah, like, that would become my job. <laughs> right. Yep, <laughs> I love it. Exactly, that's awesome. All right, so you have you have 
controlled web pages using your brain. You are planning on air guitaring with your brain. That, but which, by the way, that is super cool. We need to tell Robert to add CNNs to brain. But since you couldn't use brain for that, what what was your secondary choice? Oh, it actually took me a little while to figure out what to use. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back to Python because mm-hmm. I was just like determined to use some yeah. JavaScript library, but yeah. it didn't quite work out. So I just went ahead and used some Python. Just, I think like the Keras library, yeah. that was the main one. Gotcha. Well, I know I know Keras is, and TensorFlow.js are kind of getting closer and closer on syntax. So... Yeah, they, they might be slowly winning us over. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. I, I, I really do. I want to see some more demos of, of this kind of stuff. Yes. I'm trying to get this model trained by the end of the month, but yeah. it took me a while to figure out that one file of recording data is one data point. So... Yeah. Each row in that file is not a data point. The whole thing is. And that just kind of threw me for a loop. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. It The data side of this is always ridiculous and, and the least fun. You know, it's ridiculous <laughs> and the least fun. <laughs> it is. I, I think that's why I really appreciate people who make these all these data sets available, like on Kaggle and stuff. If I, I didn't know I wanted to find volcanoes on Mars, but I mean, <laughs> if you're going to hand me 12,000 photos, I kind of want to find volcanoes on Mars. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, very cool. So when you go about learning this stuff, I mean, what, what do you generally do? I mean, are you going into like deep research? Are you looking at math formulae? Are you looking at what other people have done? Are there books or videos or websites? I mean, what's your approach to learning this stuff? So usually by the time I'm ready to start learning, I have a very specific thing that I'm looking for. So I'll usually just start with like, honestly, just a Google search and see what comes up first. And if that doesn't make sense, then I kind of know at least what I'm looking for. So there aren't any particular websites or anything I go to. Is just more of a research thing. Like when I found the Keras library, I had already tried using maybe four or five other ones that just didn't quite make sense to me. So a lot of what I do is just trial and error. I'm sure there's smarter, faster ways to do it, but eh, I'll just throw stuff on the wall. That, that's my say. approach. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the dirty secret of getting anything done is you fail your way to success. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. The fact that you, you try to do it and then you're like, eh, it's not working, but you don't give up. That's, that's what makes it uh, actually finally happen. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny to me when people test the happy path on things <laughs> like, Oh, when is that going to happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you expect someone to understand that? That's it. Yeah. That's never going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that you, your creativity helps get through those kinds of things. And that, that definitely comes out. And I'm sure that comes out in your talks as well. Super cool. I hope so. I haven't put anybody (laughs) to sleep that I've seen yet. 
<laughs> and if and if you did, you could put a hat on their head and find out why. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, good. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, this is this is really cool. I'm really digging this. And now I I want to go and yeah, see what I can get away with. Yeah, you with should. some of this stuff. <laughs> so. Is your full-time job doing this kind of stuff or are you writing other kinds of code for work? So my full-time job, just a senior front-end software engineer. So I'm mostly in React all day. Ah, yep. Yeah, Gant and I both have the web dev background. So Yep, yep. Yeah. And that's, that's why I'm so happy to see AI kind of showing up in web a bit. Yes. It's really cool. It also makes the demos really fun. I mean, instantly shareable, instantly all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, like it, you it's can, really cool. You can do just about anything with JavaScript now. And I'm so yeah. hype about it. Like, I made a robot with JavaScript. Oh, yeah? <laughs> all just, right, I have to hear about this robot. <laughs> <laughs> I forget which library it was. I want to say it was the Cylon JS library. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But it it wasn't anything fancy. It was just a little robot car that I could drive around, but not with my brain yet. Ooh, <laughs> there we go. I love it. I got it. I got it. You get the robot car, you drive it around with your brain, and you give it reinforcement learning. So eventually, it just drives around for you. You get it? I don't like, know what you would want your car, like a little car driving around all the time for. <laughs> But I oh, a big like car, a, full size car. A full, yeah. yeah well, it just goes to the grocery store for you. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know what? Yeah, cool with the curbside pickup now. Yeah, you That's get the full size car to drive to the grocery store, and then you get it to jettison a bunch of little cars that go and grab your groceries off the shelf <laughs> and bring them back out to you. <laughs> I think that that's the magic of it, right? You just. Not only just building these things, but but doing the things that you as a human being don't want to do. Like, <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been in the middle of something and I'm like, oh, it's my curbside pickup time. I have to stop everything and go, go do this. And I, I'd rather do a hundred other things. I think that's the cool stuff with AI and, and robots is, you know, we're, we're getting there i i feel like it's you know, they said self-driving cars in 2020 i'm like eh, <laughs> does this count so i really do hope that we get this stuff soon but i mean you're not waiting Malisha. you're like i will write this and it'll go by <laughs> itself <laughs> yeah but the thing is is that that's that's how this stuff moves forward right i mean yeah. people had been dreaming about incandescent light bulbs forever and then, you know, Thomas Edison started playing with it. And I'm sure there were a few other people that were trying to play with it because it was a possibility, right? Alexander Graham Bell, he, I mean, he essentially made it to the patent office first, right? With the telephone. But, yeah. you know, people were figuring out how to push voice over a line. And so, yeah, you know, as much as we're sitting here going, this sounds absurd, this sounds like, you know, crazy pie <laughs> in the sky stuff. This is where we see the major advancements. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's super true. And then I, I think that like, you know, I find most, yeah, I love that you come from React and I love that you come from this other angle and you kind of like are, are programming as a passion and AI is a mm -hmm. passion. Because I find that, I don't know if you've seen this as well, but there's a push from the other side where AI is 
you know, some people have been in AI for years and they're like, Ugh, it's not it's not going to do anything. You know, people overblow it. They put they put machine learning where they shouldn't. And what I love is that you did a virtual world. And you're like, I'm going to sprinkle in machine learning for fun. You know, <laughs> I think that and it makes everything better. So, yeah, it, that's a bit more of the inventor, fun, active. But I, I find that there's also this other energy. And I don't know if you've run into it where you're like, hey, I want to apply machine learning to this. And, and the person's like, well, first, go get your PhD. And you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely seen that. Like I did I did get my master's in engineering and my yeah. research I actually got to make an autonomous golf cart. So that's oh, how nice. I got started with code, which was not the best introduction, but <laughs> it happened. Yeah. But yeah. after that, people just think it's so hard to do but machine learning tools have advanced so much that you don't even need to know about the math behind them anymore yeah you just need to know how to use the tools yeah i need one of those golf carts chuck here's your five (laughs) iron no not the four iron you'll overshoot the hole (laughs) (laughs) oh man i have a our, our cto lives in um in vancouver washington and he's got one of the biggest front lawns ever. So we always make the joke that, you know, if he's not around, he must be riding around on his golf cart. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I'll have to throw in, oh, he must be riding around on his AI-powered <laughs> golf cart. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else we should dive into here. I mean, as you kind of, it, it feels like you're kind of, how do I say it? So you're you're not like a professionally, officially trained AI person. So what I'm wondering is, is, you know, as you kind of come into this as a lay person who does web development, as opposed to like a professional AI person, and the field's young enough to where I think most people kind of have that similar background. How, how do you stay current on what's going on? Because this isn't your full-time thing, right? It's it's mm-hmm. not what you're doing at work. So yeah, how do you stay current on the current state of machine learning? So I actually do something that honestly, I really wouldn't advise anybody else to do because it's incredibly dry and boring. But if you go on Google Scholar and start looking through some of the academic research papers, you find more of the cutting edge stuff that's not even like, there are no libraries or packages for it. It's just mm. some lab group at some college coming up with ridiculous ideas. And nice. it's a way to actually kind of stay ahead of the curve. Like, I don't know, have you guys heard of Google BERT? Yeah, the BERT. Yeah. 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 So that was one I found a couple of years ago, just digging through papers. Huh. And now it seems like it's a pretty like a really good NLP library. Nice. By the way, I love your approach and it totally yeah. appeals to the <laughs> nerd in me. So nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so you generally just go to Google Scholar and you type in like machine learning and just check out what's happening. Pretty much. That's, it's like go read a few abstracts. I, I can tell you this. I never found a reason to go hang out on Google Scholar till just now. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know it existed, so. 
Oh, there you so go. Gat, Gat leveled up a little, and I leveled up a ton. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this exists." I Chuck, had you're no so idea dumb. What to do. You didn't even know it was there. <laughs> that's no. That's that's the benefit of talking to people. You get to learn Heck all yeah. kinds of cool stuff. Yep. Super yeah, I get awesome. to expose my ignorance in public. So. <laughs> I think that that's always a good thing because it helps people, like we were talking earlier, fail their way through. You know, you, yeah. If you can do it in front of everybody, somebody could do it alone. It's so true. true. Because yeah. if you've seen, if you have been able to see any of my passcode, especially <laughs> some of the <laughs> machine learning models that I made yeah. up, oh gosh, they were terrible. I absolutely can resonate with that came up with an idea once for a conference and I got machine learning ready. I even paid for this big old strong cloud computer and then I ran it and then I came back and I looked at it and you know, I, at the time I didn't really understand how to read, you know, the, the graphs, but I was like, this doesn't look good. so uh, but i wanted to make sure so i took the code brought everything back like actually ran it and it just failed all over the place (laughs) it did not train it it the just did not basically the error rate and the you know the the quality of it just sat flat the whole time and I was really, really upset because I really wanted to do this for a conference and sort of like what you said, just kept failing. And on the third time, I figured out a really good way to fix it. And it, I, I opened it up and the graph looked great. And I was like, did this just happen? And it was the best feeling in the world. And then I got everything and brought it down. It worked amazingly. So... Yeah, it's such a good feeling. It's (laughs) such a good one. Uh, It's like magic. Like what? How did it it works? (laughs) (laughs) It's alive. (laughs) Yeah, you pull the He-Man. I have the power. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and that you can't you can't bottle that. That's something that everybody earns from failing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I think my favorite like machine learning screw up was I crashed my computer way more times than I should have just because (laughs) I was trying to train with way too much data on an i3 and it yeah it didn't like that at all (laughs) I got the blue screen of death once and I thought I'd killed the computer (laughs) (laughs) if it dies it dies Pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I can tell you. I yep. Especially when you're training locally like that. I had one instance where I went to copy something, and I hit Control C. I was on a Windows machine, and then uh, <laughs> just killed a process. <laughs> it's been running for hours. Good job, buddy. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, did I just? I just stopped that. Okay, you know, oh. forty-eight hours worth of work. I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm not going to cry. It's fine. <laughs> that, that's why you designed the systems to save their work periodically. Yeah, well, I, I learned that immediately after the mistake. Just like yep. any any proper process, I've I've updated my security after. <laughs> yeah, 
Awesome. All right, Malisha. Well, I'm going to start wrapping us up. If people want to get in touch with you or see what crazy thing you're working on these days, where do they go? Um, Twitter would be the best place to keep up with me. So at Flipped Coding. I I went to follow you and I was already following you. So I was like, yeah, perfect. (laughs) But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We need to see some videos and animated GIFs. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you the second I see you with an air guitar, like running around, I'm just going to retweet every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the goal is to get the model completely trained this month. And oh, if that works out next month, should actually be able to get out some little sporadic notes and riffs, and I can't wait. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. And, and you're destroying computers along the way, just blue screens the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, convinced, I'm convinced, though, that my brain is broken, so you just get noise out of my head. Counts. We can auto-tune it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fix it. <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do some picks. Gant, do you have some picks for us? Yeah. I've been joining a little meetup since the pandemic. It's called virtualcoffee.io. And these lovely people have two, at minimum, meetups a week where they have virtual coffee. They bring up a nice talking subject. The one last time, one time they were talking about mentors and mentees. And the one last time they talked about, I think, like getting specs from, you know, one another and making sure that process is good. And it's just kind of fun to hear people Mm -hmm. all around talk about their jobs. It's a varying levels. You know, some people have been in development. They just graduated from like Flatiron and some people have been in it for 20 years. And it's people exchanging ideas, information from all different perspectives. And uh, when you're done with it, it's just kind of nice to have a little bit of social after, <laughs> after you know, not actually getting to go get coffee with your friends. So virtualcoffee.io, they have a bunch of meetups and I've been attending them and really enjoying them. Nice. Uh, I'm going to throw out a couple of picks. One is I've been listening to a book on Audible that I've really, really been enjoying. It's a book series, actually. It's the Lightbringer series by Brent Weeks. I'm on the fourth book called The Blood Mirror, but the first one, The Dark or the Black Prism, they're, they're terrific books. And some of the twists, I have this nasty habit of reading fiction books and there's a twist coming and I can feel it. And, uh-huh, and I, yeah. I can usually call it, right? It's like, yeah, this is this. There have been so many twists in this that I just did not see coming. And then, you know, he, he kind of gives you the big reveal and you go, Oh, there was this and this and this and this that all hinted toward it, but it was nice. It was subtle enough, right? Anyway, uh, really, really enjoying that series. And then, yeah, just working on some other stuff. I'm probably going to be putting on a career-focused conference or summit uh, this fall. And so if you're trying to level up your career, that's kind of where the focus is going to be is kind of some of the stuff we talked about that Malisha sounds like she's super good at is I want to learn this thing or I want to advance my career in these ways or things like that. So, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm a beginner or intermediate learner, you know, what techniques can I use to actually level up? And then how do I apply that to my career in ways that I can actually grow my career the direction I want? So keep an eye out for that. I'm still working on what to call it. But uh, yeah, anyway, th- that's my other pick. Malisha, do you have some things you want to shout out about? for us on the show? Yeah, there's one book that I've read this year that 
I read every year and it kind of helps clear out my creative cache. It's called The War of Art and it's by Stephen Pressfield. Like mm-hmm. that book basically mm-hmm. made me stop being lazy with creativity. It's like just just yeah. do it. That's all you have to do is just do it. Yeah, that's that is a fantastic plus yeah, one on that. And then if you guys actually want to see that like page scrolling thing that I was talking about with the EEG. I'm speaking about it at the CDJS conference next month. Like, holy crap, that's coming up. But (laughs) next month, CDJS, I'll be talking about reading your thoughts with JavaScript because I could get BrainJS to work for that one. Nice. Love it. All right. Well, thanks for coming. This was fun. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I I guarantee that you're going to be a multi time guest you know i yeah I, you, the stuff that you're already working on the the stuff that you already have let us know if in six months or whatever you you have a whole new slew of stuff um, <laughs> definitely come back and give us an update it's really exciting yeah we'll do thank you awesome. all right folks we're gonna wrap this up and until next time max out bandwidth for this segment is provided by cashfly the world's fastest cdn Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.